0: Well, welcome back. Welcome back to my uh, consistent followers, and welcome to my new followers. You are listening to the Unicycle Podcast with Shayla Mora as your host. I am the art, the artist extraordinaire, and I am an MFT Relationship Coach. So today we have a special guest. Her name is Narelle. Narelle, please introduce yourself. Tell us what you do.
1: Okay hey, and, and listeners, thank you so much for having me. Um my name is Norelle, and um if you look me up online you can find me at Norel A K C it's N-A-R-E-L-L-E A K C. Um I'm also a visual and performing artist. Um, I'm also a healing artist and I I used to be an aspiring relationship coach, but um, I might incorporate that in the future with my holistic health work. Um, My, my goal is also to work with couples and um, partners of whatever type, like even just friends, um, people who want to build together to create um, strong harmonious unions um, and work environments. So um, I'm I'm excited about today. So. That's what's up.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on the podcast today. Um, you know, we, we were trying to collaborate and get it together, but we're here now and I'm just happy that we made it happen. So today's topic is um, open relationships. Um, I wanted just to, you know, get your take on what you think an open relationship is and and i just want to thank you again for just like kind of giving us a sense of who you are and what your background is and what your focus is because um that's important that you're passionate about relationships and you want to see people unified and working on building together so that's you know that's really crucial thank you for sharing that so what is, what is your take on open relationships
1: um, my my take it's, it's so funny um, yeah I, I my take on it is first of all in any type of relationship I just think that people it's important for people to do what works for them and just right. communicate what works uh, and what's not working so um, for that for open relationships I would say Yeah, communication is extremely important. (laughs) Okay. Um, So I, I, I'm not opposed to open relationships. Um, I wouldn't say I'm. You know, I, I, yeah, I don't even want to say that I'm not for them because I think that if, uh, if you look at the statistics of like marriage in this country, um, you know, you see some pretty discouraging.
0: Statistics. yeah yeah the stats are real low right. I mean it's it's 60 it's 60 40 at this point when we talk exactly. in divorce exactly and it's 70 30 when we talk in second um marriages so if we talk in third or fourth marriages we you know I'm sure the numbers they they dip even lower so I agree the stats are not in the favor of uh marriage.
1: Right, so it's like I think that people's concept of relationships is uh, something that we should be looking at in a critical way and um you know not generalizing things too much and not comparing ourselves with other people um to a greater extent you know right um, but really tuning in on ourselves and what we what we're into and what we might be open to because um yeah the statistical the statistical things and looking at um even our our familial history you know and um looking at just what what is in our environment reflecting on those things because I'm not I'm pretty sure you probably are aware, you know, and just in in general, you probably feel like if you're in tune with um, other people, say your your best friend is in a a relationship that is not thriving Mm -hmm. and you're around them, your likelihood of having a relationship that doesn't um, that goes down, you know, downhill is more likely to happen. Yeah
0: I think there is a a sense of you know birds of a feather flock together type of thing and you are the sum of the five people that you you know hang around associate with um, who your clique is who your besties are so yeah I, I agree to some extent that there is a correlation to how your relationships look based on who you are friends with who you hang around with so yeah. I could
1: see that happening for sure. Yeah, so it's just um, what what I would say is just a point of, of consciousness, like a point of awareness of that type of stuff. And not to say that's the end-all be-all. We're not just going to be statistics, period. It's, right. it's more of just being aware of, oh, these things matter in a sense. And how do we conduct ourselves? How do we move forward? Has problems and how do we work through problems? How do we um, engage each other in a deeper way if we're really committed to whatever we're committed to? So. Right,
0: and I think you you touched based on just you know like what works for that that party or those those couples or the individuals, and I think that that's most important here. That we need to stop putting people in a box. We need to stop saying oh, well, you should be doing X or you should be doing Y. That's not appropriate. Like, what our opinion is, is just that. It's just an opinion. It's just like an asshole. We all got one. So it's cool, you know, if you're in a position to hear that person and you trust that person and you have that rapport and that relationship, you can, you know, take, what you can from what they're saying but most oftentimes it's not always like that it's it's a judgmental situation it's a I'm better than you or I know better because I'm older you know like it's always these kind of components that get in the way of what the real message is and at the end of the day I agree with you we need to make our own decisions based on what is beneficial what's better for us as individuals and as couples that are actually in the relationship so it's not really about you know societal norms and societal views because people always going to have something to say regardless
1: and i think i think that's why it's important to have um, people on platforms and just doing the work like yourself um you know, have conversations or have gatherings or meetings where things are more accessible or resources are more accessible to helping to build and connect in ways where, oh, maybe we didn't think of this. Maybe we could try that, you know. Right, right. Point of engagement is a little different, like going to a, a therapist or a marriage counselor, you know, might work for some people, but in other cases, maybe just an outing where somebody has a conversation like this or um, shares experience from a particular point, you know, um, is helpful. So yeah, I respect things like that.
0: Well. Yeah, because I mean, as a life coach, you know, connecting with people, you know, we talk about different things and we we touch base on dynamics. That may be taboo For other You know um, Audiences as you said And other formats and other people So You have to really know your niche You have to know your audience You have to know who you're talking to And that's important Um, Because at the end of the day Honestly like open relationships Is taboo Like people don't want to talk about them People want to act like they don't exist. People want to act like it's the worst decision that you could ever make. Um, There's a lot of Bible shaming around it. There's a lot of uh, Christian shaming. Um, There's so much shame and blame involved in these types of um, relationships. And I think that, I mean, like the relationship coaching and life coaching that i do like i talk about taboo stuff that's just what i do you you follow me on facebook i talk about all the stuff okay so and she's like yeah i, I done seen it yeah so good i'm glad thank you yeah because honestly like listen stuff is happening so what we're gonna act like it ain't happening we're gonna just keep sweeping it under the rug and we going to just, oh, we're going to turn a blind eye? We're going to turn around turn our back? Like, no. Things are, things are happening. Let's talk about those things. How can we make those type of situations better? And, just like any and everything else, everything ain't for everybody. So, just because Suzette is with Jonathan and then they want to bring a third party in or They have the flexibility to have the open relationship. That doesn't mean that this other couple that you know or that you're friends with is okay and open to that. And that's fine. Let people do what they do. Let people live how they live. As long as they're not hurting anybody, as long as there's communication, like you said, like that's the important part of the whole dynamic. Let's mind our damn business. And let people do what they do. Because this has been happening from the beginning of time. People and tribes have been doing this since the beginning of time.
1: Yeah, people like to pretend that that it doesn't happen. But then again, when you look back on, say, your grandparents or your great-grandparents or somebody in your family in general... There's some secrets and there's some stuff that people don't want to talk about, or they say, Shh, don't talk, don't, you know. Oh,
0: yeah, it's a hush hush okay situation. And
1: this and that, but it's like, okay, but how are we supposed to evolve? How are we supposed to grow? How are we supposed to engage differently today? Because those familial things that we don't talk about still linger within our bloodline. And exactly. Come out and be expressed at some point. So it's like you said. Uh, to be in a place where you're not, even if you feel those things at first with the the shame and the blame and all that stuff, you have to get past it if you really care about the relationship or your future because that's that's ultimately what it what it is. Right. And, you know, I was I was looking at something um online and it, it was a post on Instagram it was saying where um, you know communication basically is not the key is not just communication no it's comprehension. comprehension absolutely
0: yeah.
1: and, um, and I was thinking about that and I'm like huh you know that's right but I also feel like that's not even the end there because then you can know something all day you can do yep. whatever you you want to do and stuff like that but at, to take it a step further i would say it, it goes back to care do you care about it because yes. you know if you you could be aware of whatever thing you you have to do you could want to go to school or you are supposed to be going to school but if you don't care about going to school then you're not going to go
0: right you know? The effort's not going to be there. Right.
1: Exactly. So to know something is not enough. It's what you take the time to invest in.
0: Yeah, I respect that. that. Yeah, I hear you. That makes a lot of sense. So understanding, comprehension, and communication, that's important. But the caring and the compassion needs to be involved as well.
1: Bird, I think, like yeah and, I,
0: and that kind of goes into that whole thing about like love you know and and in relationships in general it's like okay is love enough and i feel like no like well they love me or i love them like love is not enough to keep a relationship together and I know that's a whole nother like we could go on a whole tangent on that that could be a whole nother podcast but I think people get kind of wrapped up in that L-O-V-E thing and that could be so temporal that could be you know conditional and people get real lost in the sauce and it's not a good look and it doesn't build happy homes and it's a farce um, but I did want to go back to what you said about like the familial connections and you know, grandparents and what those relationships look like, and how many of us have seen relationships that have flourished. Um, and we have seen a lot of relationships that have kind of crashed and burned. And we've also seen relationships that still, we're going on but we're hanging on by a string. And oftentimes I think we don't talk about those things either. And um you I don't know if you see you seen or you noticed like on like social media, but they got it's always like somebody talking about some kind of relationship thing about like, oh like, whatever happened to the relationships like our grandparents used to have? My guy. I don't want the relationship that my, par- my grandparents used to have. That wasn't built on real. Like, if we go back into the history, into the family tree, the genogram, if we go back and we look at the inner workings of those relationships, first of all, that was a whole different time. Like, we talking about stay-at-home moms. We talking about Brett Winner really being the grandfather. Um, we talking about just domineering, um, you know, attitudes and behaviors. We're talking about a whole different, like, time and just, just lifestyle. Like, we're in 2021 right now, so... You can't even really compare your grandparents' relationships to what these relationships are today. I don't want a relationship like my grandparents. That's not hashtag relationship gold. Like, it's bullshit. Like, let's call bullshit bullshit. Grandma, mama, mima, muma, whatever you called her, Shorty was dealing with a whole lot of stuff, okay? She was putting up with a lot of shit. She was putting up with your grandfather having side babies. She was putting up with not really having the financial stability that she needed. She really just had his paycheck. She didn't have her own paycheck oftentimes. That's not every time because I know somebody going to be in the background. Oh, because uh-uh, my grandmother worked. Uh-uh, uh-uh. That's fine. Your grandmother worked. She was the greatest grandmother ever. But what I'm saying is, oftentimes, the men ran the house. And since they ran the house financially, they were the head of the house. They felt like they could come and go and do whatever they wanted to do. And that did include other women and other children. Some people had families. People was living double lives. So don't talk to me about oh, hashtag relationship goals. I wanna be like my grandparents. Because oftentimes it was a it was shit. Like that relationship it was relationships all over the place. Like let's be real, let's get down to it. Don't sell me a dream. You know what I'm saying? For
1: real.
0: Don't pee on me and say it's raining. So I just wanted to touch base on that because, listen, that kind of goes hand in hand with the open relationship thing. It's like if grandma and grandpa was being honest with themselves and they had that conversation like, look, I'm more of a person that would like to, you know, have this kind of involvement with another person. This is how I love. I love in this kind of way. How can we make it work? I'm not saying that it would have went over well because, again, this 1960s, 1940s, whatever. So that probably would have been like oops upside his damn head. But at least the conversation would have been had. And then it wouldn't have been this sneaking around, lying, cheating, conniving. So that's my whole spill on that whole I want to be like my grandparents' relationships is bullshit. I don't I believe in generation generational curses I'm trying to I'm just trying to like null and void those joints like I'm trying to kill all of those over here how about you Narelle
1: oh yeah I think you um so that was one thing I was thinking of earlier when you mentioned things it's just time like time is so relevant like you mentioned it's um it is 2021 we're not in that same that same boat they were in no things have changed and people change in their ideals their morals their values but i will say that um i do consider one of my grandparents uh their relationship seemed very healthy It was a healthy environment to grow up in because I was partially raised by my grandparents. So, like, that that environment was healthy and thriving. So, like, certain components of what I observed, I would carry um, morally, I would say, or principally, or engage in certain ways or like to um, in my relationship. If I was to get married or something like that, I would like to involve those things. But I think that... Yeah, you can't have something be your end-all, be-all vision um, that somebody else had because you're not them. And you don't know, like you said, what they've gone through. So I feel like both, I had a healthy dose of like, I had both the very uh, different aspect of like, of relationships from one side of my family to another side. It was just like completely different. Um, dynamic wise in understanding and feeling so like I'm I'm grateful to see different things and understand like okay and also to grow up in a household where you know my my parents were also different than those two examples that I saw otherwise you know but yeah I I I think you're so right about things hanging on by a string like people really you, you have to take time to question things at a point before yeah. it's hanging on by a string <laughs> right
0: can we get can we get to that point first can we get to that point where we're having those open conversations where we're like okay honey like I want to be here I want to be in this relationship with you but we are struggling in these ways this is happening I see it happening. I don't want to act like it's not happening. How do we fix it? How do we move past this? How do we move through this? And I think those conversations are not being had. And specifically um, talking about open relationships, since that is the main topic here, I I also want to make note of you can't have an open relationship if only one person is saying that they are in an open relationship. Um, That is where things get raggedy. That's where things get messy. And um, that's where dysfunction happens. So I would definitely uh, want to just pinpoint the fact that we talked about communication but communication has to be honest communication because once you start communicating that's great it sounds good but are these communications truths or are they lies and sometimes we get we get involved in situations that we don't know until we already knee deep you know what i'm saying because people are very good at manipulating And, um, you know, making words sound like it's this or making situations feel like it's one way and it's really not that way. So, I really want to caution people that are interested in moving forward with open relationships or bringing a third party in, um, fourth party, however, y'all, however, y'all rocking it. Um, yeah, everybody needs to be on board the communication needs to be open and it needs to be honest communication going in Um, you know the truth is the truth but I think people like to uh, stretch that truth and organize that truth and once you start organizing truth that becomes a lie because now you're making it convenient in ways that it sounds one way when it's really not So that's just my, um, my little tidbit about, you know, having everybody on board, being honest about the communication that is happening. And, you know, I think that in my opinion, I think open relationships can work, but it has to be honest. And, you know, you can't be having manipulative, narcissistic, um, people involved because that's when things get really ugly and nasty.
1: Absolutely. I absolutely agree Talk about that Organized truth
0: <laughs> Yes girl Organized <laughs> truth Because yeah. you know what At the end of the day like Sometimes people are telling the truth Right Like I can tell you A partial truth But once I start organizing it In a way that it, it's only beneficial for me And I start taking pieces out that are not beneficial to you. Then I'm lying. So we have to really guard our hearts and our minds and our spirits around these people that organize truths. Oh, I'm in an open relationship. Okay, what does that look like in real time? Oh, everything is up on board. Everything is this. Like you really have to be careful because people are dead press on getting their way and they don't care who they hurt and what they do to get to the prize.
1: Yeah. Cause it's, it's one thing to plan a conversation, but it's another thing to, to manipulate a conversation. Like, like you were talking about, like presenting just your side of a story or presenting just, um, a victimized perspective of yes. a situation. And it's like, why is this other person not communicating with me then? If that's exactly
0: the case, You
1: know, um, I, I've witnessed some instances where people try, you know, they, they say they're open to whatever they're open to um, as far as like the relationship with multiple people or something like that. And then they try to get um, somebody else involved, but the the other person might just be thinking it's just them too that they're right. A couple, right? So mm-hmm. then, the, the say the man is trying to get with this other chick, and then it's like, how are you trying to bring in somebody else? But the other woman
0: doesn't, doesn't even know.
1: It. You can't, you know, work your way into uh open. Relationship, like you can't, you know, you can't be like, oh, well, since you're both here, hey, like, let's just oh. do it. <laughs> you're right. It's yeah. like that's, right. that's like that's no. a you know, like that's trying to avoid the work. You have yes. to get down to the work because at some point, if you don't, the work is gonna hit you in the face, and all that stuff that you had as a foundation that was junk is gonna backfire, and you're yes. gonna. You're gonna have to face it, so you might as well deal
0: with it right the first yeah. the first time around. And yeah. I also I want to I want to speak to that because I feel like I need to say this out loud. And you know, listeners, listen up. If you are considering being in an open relationship, open relationships are only for grown ups, baby. So if you got this little immaturity in your back pocket. You got this little insecurity in your front pocket. If you got, um, if, if your marriage is on the rocks and you think that bringing in the third party is going to spruce it up and, you know, get y'all back together and, 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 um, make things better between the two of y'all. No, baby, that's not how we do that thing. We don't do that thing there like that. Mm-mm. How that's going to work is it needs to be mature adults working, communicating, honestly, no manipulation, no organized truths, no falsehoods, everybody is on board. There needs to be adults involved that are about this life because I think that, you know, I think people get it get it um confused like oh well you know I'm 32 years old so I'm a I'm an adult. No, no. Your age doesn't make you an adult fully. That's just a part of the requirement, correct? Like you're an adult at twenty-one. But I know fifty-five year old adults that ain't mature. You know what I'm saying? They ain't really about that adult life. They ain't got their stuff together, quote-unquote. Stuff together is, you know, that's an open-ended kind of thing. But you know what I mean. Like, they, they ain't got it all together, you know? So, you really have to be an adult if you are trying to be in an adult relationship. And if you're bringing open relationship status into your relationship, like... You better be ready to be the biggest adult that you've ever been. Because if you think having a relationship with one person is a big deal, imagine having another person involved. Mm-hmm. That takes a whole lot. Okay? That's work. That's honest communication. That's real, real shit. That's like, that's real shit happening there. And if you ain't ready for that real shit, then you need to go have a seat. Don't sign up for it if you ain't built for it. Because right. it ain't for everybody.
1: That is very true. That is so true. And and even that point of, you know, your relationship being on the rocks or something like that, and you think trying to uh, bring in another person is going to save the relationship. Yes. Maybe you need to take time for yourself before you think about even engaging with this person further that you're already engaging with. Maybe you should figure out a way to take a moment and be like, maybe we just need to breathe real quick and then exactly. and figure out what, what we can do if we if we need to or want to move forward. You know. But then. you know
0: what that takes? That takes accountability that takes maturity and that takes somebody looking in the mirror and saying, you know what? This shit ain't working. It might be me. I might be the reason why it ain't working. How many people really doing that? They not though. And that's the problem. And this is why a lot of relationships are falling apart because people are not taking that time to do the self-reflection to do the relationship coaching that they need to do and sit down with somebody and say, okay, we got an issue, let's sit down, let's talk to this third party, you know, before, like, they would rather bring a third party in on a relationship status or a sexual status before they go in and bring a third party in on a professional status. Mm-hmm. Come on, somebody. Now I'm preaching. Yes. So... I'm going to need y'all out there in these relationships, in these committed relationships, these marriages that y'all signed up for. I need y'all to do better. If this is what y'all doing, if y'all are committed to this person, do better. Do better by these people. Have those hard conversations. Stop trying to have all this um, third-party situation coming in because now you're putting a bad name on open relationships. Now open relationships... It is it, a shitty situation or a crappy situation because y'all done shit all over it and y'all done made it messy. Exactly. It don't gotta be like that, though. Exactly.
1: Yeah, because and, and that's like, that goes back to changing all the things. <laughs> you could change the whole um, statistical information by just being someone who looks at that stuff changes your whole relationship dynamic and um, being and um, yeah there was one other thing that came up when you were saying that but I think I lost it that's okay (laughs) it's so important it's so important
0: yeah you know if you if it comes back to you bring it back but I did want to say also um what an open relationship is not because i think that people get this misconstrued as well. Open relationships are not ménage trois. Yes, okay. Okay. Open relationships are when people, adults, consenting adults, mature consenting adults have a relationship among themselves that is intimate excuse me, respectable, um, mutual, and there are rules involved. So all parties are on the same page. Commun- honest communication has been had. Um, and whatever those rules are that are, you know, among the part the parties that in- are involved, that's what happens there. But it's not only a sexual relationship. Because I think people be like, oh, I'll be in open relationships, whatever. Like, yeah, I could do this, I could do that. It's work involved when you're talking about open relationships. When you're talking having threesomes and menage a trois and, you know, flings here and swinging and whatever. Like, those type of involvements, those type of, you know, situations or whatever, those are mainly sexual encounters. Those are, okay, she cute, he cute, let's do the cute shit that we do in the bedroom and that we keep it moving. I may never even see them again. Or, we do this on every third Friday of the month. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a a detachment of emotions and lives and there, there's there's no, there, there's minimal agreement happening there. Besides, okay, we're consenting adults having sex. Open relationships are, are um, deeper. They deal with the heart. They deal with relationship dynamics. They deal with open communication. They deal with loving and being honest within the dynamic of the three parties that are involved. That's the way it's supposed to be. People have fucked it up and made it a toxic situation. They have desecrated on the idea of what an open relationship could be and what they are. And I just want to obliterate that whole notion around, oh, open relationships mean that, you know, my husband can have this little, um, you know, this sex uh fling real quick and then he can come back home and then whatever it's like or we these two women can have this sexual thing with this man and then like Mm -hmm. it's deeper than that it should be anyways maybe maybe i'm wrong i don't know correct me if i'm wrong maybe i'm wrong like what do i know right i just I just have my degree in marriage and family therapy you know and I done you know counseled a bunch of couples and you know what do I know right. What what is your definition of open relationship my personal definition um, yeah like what do you think an open relationship should look like your personal definition wow
1: well, um, I really think it goes back to what we mentioned earlier, Um, communication, comprehension, and care. (laughs) Being present to whatever, uh, whatever your state of existence is in your relationship and being open to radical growth. Okay, and transform- I like that.
0: The
1: transformation um, for the sake okay. of the union. <laughs> right. So yeah, I think just those things. All
0: right. Yeah. Well, I think we, we we dug deep. I think we got uh to the meat and potatoes of what open relationships what they look like the backstory of our grandparents, um, what open relationships are not. Um, I think we touched base on that as well. Is there anything else that you want to um, kind of touch base on regarding the subject matter?
1: Yeah, because um, the, the thought came back to me when you were speaking about yeah. sexual peace. I think that, um, you know, what we were talking about with what it's not. I think that because people involve a third party and think that it's just gonna be this fun playground thing, um, it's another part of distraction. People bring people in sometimes, I think, for a distraction from themselves, from each other, and from doing the work that you mentioned. Yes. You know, it. you mentioned rules hello, rules, <laughs> that's discipline, yeah. you know, that's discipline. And so often we're, we're distanced from discipline because we're trying to escape whatever our conditions are, be they, you know, whatever work situation, whatever at home life situation, oppressive things that happen in society. Like we're distanced from the discipline of taking accountability and taking responsibility. So I think that um, you know, if you're trying to do those things and really want to be into an open relationship, um, or even if you want to focus on yourself and work on yourself before you engage with this person again, don't go on social media and try to use it like a dating website. You know, maybe you shouldn't be on a dating website at that time. So right. you can focus on how you're going to be pre- more present to yourself and your situation, or your your future situation.
0: You know, yeah. I think
1: that, it's about that
0: healing. Like yeah. we need to heal, and I think people just jump from one relationship to the next, and they don't they don't look in the mirror. Like they don't got no mirrors at home. They don't want to deal with themselves. They don't do no self reflection. And they just keep it moving. It's like a a moving train. A a moving locomotive. And that's not the way to go. You should take a pause for the cause. Deal with yourself. Deal with what happened. Deal with, you know, the healing parts. Because we all have that time in our lives that we need to heal. From all kinds of things. Because wherever you go, there you are. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, um, I I wanted to mention one book that that I read like a while ago, a long while ago, but I love it. Um, yeah, what is it? I feel like it, it could be helpful in this situation if people, you know, find themselves drawn to this. It's called Change Your Man by Kenya K. Stevens, and um, it was a really insightful read. Um, it's, it's called Change Your Man, How to Become the Woman He Wants. And it's really not how it sounds. So I don't, I don't um, aside from like the title, because when I read the title, I was like, oh gosh. But when I opened
0: right. it, it sounds a little yeah, misleading. Like, I'm like, huh? Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll read this book. But no, the book was really, really good. And she talks about her, um, her relationship with her husband um, because they do have um outside relationships they're a polyamorous couple and um, okay. her husband also wrote a book and it's called um tame your woman and it's how to become the man she needs and nice okay i, I used to because i like i mentioned i wanted to work with relationships i wanted to um become a coach and everything like that so when i um i i was a part of their like groups um they used to have like a like a open relating group online. They still have stuff online. And I think yeah. she came out with another book since the time I, I read it a while ago. But um, I appreciated that. And then there's a podcast. Um, a couple that I know, they used to be a throuple and they had a, a whole um, podcast where they explored the things they were going through. And um, That's nice. It's... It was called uh, Tea Break. They're on Anchor Two. Let me try and find it. (laughs) But it was it was really cool. Um, They did it for a while.
0: And this and this was a a black throuple or?
1: Um, So it was like a interracial throuple. Okay,
0: I'm just curious.
1: Yeah, he he's Haitian, and um, she is Peruvian, Dominican, and then. Their partner was uh, Filipino. So, okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. It was really, um, really good. Like heart wrenching. Like <laughs> I would, I would be listening. I'd be baking, and I would be like, "Oh my gosh!" And I would write paragraphs. I know they got. Yeah, sick that's of. interesting, man. I know they would get sick of me, but it's um called Thruple Trouble. Um. So. Okay. If you look up, it's T. H R O U P L E Trouble, Um, and it'll show it's purple. It's uh, the the name associated is the um, my friend, the guy uh, Patrick Saint Pierre. Okay, Um, they're really cool people. They're also artists as well. So um, yeah, but anyway, that's yeah,
0: that's good. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much for that information. I would definitely um, want to subscribe to that because I want to I want to hear more on, you know, their challenges. I'm all about trying to, you know, figure out um, relationship dynamics and picking people's brain. And like, that's my thing. Mm -hmm. So we're going to wrap up this podcast. It has been a pleasure talking to you, Narelle. Um, Thank you for coming. Like I said.
1: Yes. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. I love, you know, I love everything that you bring up online and I appreciate talking to you and listening to you because I feel like you, you come from a really um, critical place and it's heartfelt and it's not just out the side of your neck. And I appreciate that, you know. Some
0: Thank point. you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, That's good feedback. Experience. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Experience. So it's not like you're just, you. you really come from a place of knowing outside of um, your inner knowing you know it's
0: yes and I think that's really crucial that you know when you are in the field that I'm in and working with the people that I work with I think it's really important to have that inner wisdom but also to have like you said that knowing and the experience
1: Mm -hmm. um,
0: because I, can't, I, I can only speak to what I know. I can't speak to what I don't know, you know? Um, so that's really important to me to be genuine and to just keep it above. That's that's the only way I know how. So I appreciate you, you know, recognizing that. And like I said, thank you for being a guest today. It has been a great conversation. Um, again, this is the Unicycle Podcast where we talk about relationships And we talk about just self-care, self-love, and self-elevation, really. So please hit the subscribe button um, on your tab below. And just stay tuned. We got more for you coming up. Thanks again. This is Shayla Mora.